It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G., welcoming you to another episode of the Locked On Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Coming up on today's show, Billy Donovan is apparently not interested in the Michigan job. We'll tell you what exactly that means, plus the question must be thrown out. We've talked about how committed the Thunder are to Billy Donovan. Well, just how committed is Billy Donovan to the Oklahoma City Thunder? And is there another job that could pop open this summer that Billy Donovan would find more attractive? Also, the All-NBA teams are about to be announced. Will Paul George finally make first-team All-NBA? The case for, the case against, and why I'm kind of hoping that both Paul George and Russell Westbrook don't make All-NBA. Well, actually, Paul George is going to make All-NBA, but why Paul George, why I hope Paul George doesn't make first team, and why I hope Russell Westbrook doesn't get named at all, I'll explain that in the first segment. And in segment number two, I'm going to make the case, and I'll completely admit it to you right now, it's, it's totally devil's advocate here. I'm going to make the case to blow up the Thunder now and do a major roster overhaul. Why the Thunder should do it right away and not wait. And then finally, we'll wrap things up today talking about Kevin Durant's legacy and lack thereof, plus the catch-22 that Kevin Durant was caught in during his free agent year in Oklahoma City. My name is Eric G, and if you don't know who I am, check out Thunder Maven. That's basketballmaven.io slash thunder basketballmaven.io slash thunder. I um, host a channel there. I obviously host the Locked on Thunder podcast and been doing so now for a little over a year. And if you like what you hear, then please download the Himalaya app to your phone and tell your smart device to play the Locked on Thunder podcast. So often as happens when you record a show at 11 o'clock central time, news does come out that contradicts things that you have said on the show. And one of those things that did come out yesterday is a report by 24-7 that says Billy Donovan is not in fact interested in the University of Michigan coaching job, which uh, there's a few reasons for that. First of all, let's break down the reasons why that could be. Uh, One, he may not have been a serious candidate, and it doesn't take a whole lot of digging if you're a good reporter, either talking to agents, people inside the university, the candidate themselves, to find out if the candidate vibed, if he had a bad interview, if he was even talked to. And a lot of times what schools will do um, and what agents will do is the coach in question will pull his, quote-unquote, pull his name out of consideration. Which means he was never really a candidate to begin with, but it's a way to save face and it's a way to make yourself look good. Also, if you're using it for bargaining power, it doesn't exactly cut you off at the knees. So I don't know how serious a candidate Billy Donovan was, but the longer the rumors are out there, the more it certainly helps you in your current position to negotiate. Two, um, does Billy Donovan really want to go back to college? 
And I have long speculated that Billy Donovan wanted to go back to college because he preferred the control that you have in college with players coming in, coming out, you being the face of the organization and the only person you really have to answer to is an athletic director. But when you consider the NBA for a second here, and just go with me on this, you're dealing with a GM. He may pick the players, which is fine. Uh, You're dealing with an owner who allows the GM to pick the players, and that's about it. In certain college programs, especially if it's one of the traditional powerhouse blue blood programs, there are donors that get involved. There are AAU coaches you have to deal with. There is recruiting, which can become very tedious, especially when you're dealing with teenagers. Um, There are all sorts of demands now that get put on coaches if they want certain players having to align yourself with certain nefarious characters to get these players and then eventually it just becomes grimy and dirty and at least in the NBA everything is transparent. GM picks the players, you're supposed to coach them, owner pays you and the GM and then you deal with agents and everybody sort of knows where everybody stands at all times. Whether we know it or not as the public, you know it behind closed doors and I would think that as a person, as a coach, that would be a lot easier to deal with than some of the slimy, just nasty, gritty things with AAU, and sorry to, to get repetitive here, um, that you would have to deal with when it when it comes to, to college coaching. I mean, college basketball, of, of all the corrupt sports that we have in America, there is none more corrupt than NCAA basketball. Also, I mean, Michigan's not a bad job, but this is as good a job as Arizona, which could come open a little bit later this summer, depending on how an NCAA investigation goes. Of course, if you're Billy Donovan and you want the Arizona job, that might come with probation. You may not want to walk into that. And if the Thunder and you can't come to an agreement on an, ex- on an extension and you decide to walk or the Thunder decide to let you go a year out, will certainly get your name in the hopper. And if you want to go back to college basketball, two-time national championship winning coach, there could be better jobs that open for you sometime around March that, that you might find a little bit more desirable. Plus, and this is this is the big one for me, I don't know how committed Billy Donovan is to the Thunder, and I think that's what we really need to explore here because I've long speculated that Sam Presti is not offering Billy Donovan an extension, and so it's up to Billy Donovan to create an issue so he gets that extension so it looks like the organization is committed to him. What I haven't considered and needs to be considered more is whether or not Sam Presti, at some point during the year, talked to Billy Donovan about adding another couple of years onto his contract, and Billy Donovan said no. Because he just has gotten to the point with the situation with Oklahoma City and looking around and seeing what may need to be done and may not see a way to win a championship, he may not want to stick around and go through a rebuilding process, which in fact the Thunder may be very well close to doing, all things considered, this offseason if they don't feel like they can put together a roster or the roster that they have now is going to be good enough to contend for a championship. And it may be one of those rosters that's better built for a first-time head coach, a young coach like Scott Brooks was, that can eventually grow with the guys that you have on this team. And we'll talk more about that coming up in the second segment. So that's sort of where I am with this whole Billy Donovan issue. Um, 
it's a bit of a head-scratcher as far as just where Billy Donovan is, where this team is. Is a coaching change the right move for Oklahoma City? I certainly believe it is. I think you need to find somebody that Russell Westbrook would listen to. That's not an easy thing to do. Antonio Daniels' name's been thrown out there. Mo Cheek's name will always be thrown out. Kleiman's name will be thrown out. And then there may be guys that are on staffs now that are coaching at Milwaukee, Darvinham, um, coaching at Golden State, coaching in Toronto that you might want. There may be somebody who's an assistant on the Blazers staff that you find may mesh a little bit with Russell Westbrook. So all these things have got to be considered. And I would think that on a day-to-day basis, Sam Presti's thinking about them, talking about them with Clay Bennett, with Billy Donovan, with everybody else. Also, all NBA teams are about to come out. Paul George has a very good chance of being first-team All-NBA for the first time in his career. And if you're asking me who the starting five on the All-NBA team is, I would think it would be... Um, You would have James Harden at one guard. You would have Steph Curry at the other guard. The forwards would be Paul George and Giannis Antetokounmpo. That way you've got all three of the MVP candidates on the first team. And Jokic would be your center. However, there is an argument, I guess, always to be made for Kevin Durant on first team All-NBA. And and if you were probably going to vote Kevin Durant over anybody at the forward position... It would more likely be Paul George than it would Giannis. I hope Paul George does not make first-team All-NBA. I hope Russell Westbrook does not make All-NBA. Reason being, as I've always felt like this organization operated at its best when it's got a major chip on its shoulder and feels a full sense of motivation. And I honestly felt like the Thunder were feeling that at the beginning of the year when they were when they racked up 37 wins before hitting into the All-Star break. That there was this overwhelming pressure inside the organization to be a team that got past that first round of the playoffs and they were showing it. Then Paul George got hurt and then other things happened and this team took a major step back and what they're going to be remembered for is for the third straight year getting knocked out of the first round of the playoffs. That being said, with Paul George and Russell Westbrook, let's just say PG doesn't make first team All-NBA, which would be not necessarily ludicrous when we're talking about Kevin Durant, but let's just say he doesn't. And Russell Westbrook doesn't make All-NBA second or third team, even though he's averaged a triple-double for the third straight year. And you can make an argument with Russ. Free throw shootings dropped off. Shootings dropped off. And you can always make the argument, whether it's right or wrong, that Russ is not doing enough to help his team wins. I would think that just getting knocked out of the playoffs for the third straight year is motivation enough, not just for Russell Westbrook and Paul George, but for everybody in this organization to do the necessary things to make this team better than what it is right now, whether that means roster changes, changing your game, working more during the offseason. I would think that these postseason awards, or I guess these season awards, wouldn't mean as much as it would the overall success of the Oklahoma City Thunder. And Sam Presti, I think, is already feeling that because he was more candid at any point during his time in Oklahoma City, um, or he's never been as candid as he was during his exit interview. And I just have to wonder sometimes where the mindset of this organization is and why there always needs to be extra motivation when you're professionals and there should be motivation enough for you to actually just get it done 
this year and make yourself a true contender. And what a true contender is to me is getting to the Western Conference Finals and having a legitimate shot to knock off Golden State and not just a team that makes the playoffs and not just gets past the first round. But who knows, with Paul George, Russell Westbrook, maybe that extra motivation really does help. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. Coming up next here on LOT, I'm going to play a little devil's advocate with myself and give you the case as to why the Thunder need to go ahead and make a major overhaul. It's all right here on Locked on Thunder. Don't forget to download the Himalaya app to your phone and then tell your smart device to play the Locked on Thunder podcast when you get into your car. It's the Locked on Thunder podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. want to send a shout out to the sponsor of this podcast, and that is Grip 6 Belts. Check them out at gripthenumber6.com and use the code, the Locked on NBA promo code of L-O-C-K-E 20. That's L-O-C-K-E 20. You want to do that because when you do that, you're going to get a discount on your belt. And this is an easy, thoughtful gift for dads, for brothers, for husbands. You got Father's Day coming up. And if you're a woman, hey, look, they also carry a women's collection too. So if you're a mom listening to this, if you're a wife listening to this, you can shop for yourself. It's a low profile belt. It lays flat against the waist, or at least the buckle does, and there aren't any holes, so it makes adjusting it easier. It's lightweight. It's great material, and I like them so much that I'm about to buy a couple for myself because, well, me being kind of, um, well, let's just say it, fat, um, this is the type of belt that would work perfect for me. And if my wife's listening, uh, hey, Angie, I love the uh, metallic blue and the metallic red belt buckles. I'll let you guess why, Uh, but a gray a black, brown. They've got all sorts of great colors that'll look great on you. So check them out. It's Grip6, and that's gripthenumber6.com. And then use the promo code L-O-C-K-E-20. That's L-O-C-K-E-20. And find out why Grip6 is the best belt on the market today. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Into segment number two now of the Locked on Thunder podcast. And Sam Presti, so many tough decisions to make this year when it comes to the Oklahoma City Thunder. And there may, in fact, just be no decisions that he can make, no trades that he can make that will make the Thunder what we consider to be true championship contenders, which we just defined in the last segment, which means you're playing in the Western Conference Finals. Those guys may not be out there. You may not be able to do enough to get the kind of help you need on the wing for scoring. You may not be able to get enough help at um, backup point guard if you decide to trade Dennis Schroeder. And then you've got Russell Westbrook, who's a year older. And a great question to be asking yourself right now is, Russell Westbrook with four years left on that Supermax, would you be willing to give Russell Westbrook, if he was a free agent, the number of years and the amount of money that you are giving him right now 
as the Oklahoma City Thunder? Would you be willing to pay Paul George what you're paying? What about Steven Adams? All these questions have to be asked. And if the resounding answer to a lot of these questions are no, then you've only got one way to go. And that is blow it up, which is not the way the Oklahoma City Thunder have operated. They have just never been one of those organizations that wants to do that. And a lot of it is the fear of how the fans are going to react if it takes two, three years to get the roster in order and get the Thunder up to speed and winning on a consistent basis like they have been over the last 10, 11 years. We do not know what's going to happen when Oklahoma City finally goes to a downturn. We don't know how the fans are going to react. And quite frankly, if you're you're Clay Bennett, I don't think you necessarily want to know the answer to that question, but it is something that you are facing right now. And you look at what the Clippers did. They got rid of Chris Paul. They got rid of DeAndre Jordan. They got rid of Blake Griffin. And guess what? They still ended up making the playoffs. Why? Because you've got a great front office. You've got a guy like Jerry West that knows what a steal is when he sees it, a.k.a. Zubac. Um, he knows how to steal te- He knows how to steal good players from teams when they're dumb enough to get rid of them. And I would think that Sam Presti, while maybe not being necessarily of the ilk that a Jerry West is, just because he hasn't had time to win championships or necessarily proven that, isn't very far from where Jerry West is as far as smarts goes. So if you are Sam Presti now, and you're looking at the trade value of Paul George, it's probably never going to be higher coming off an MVP season, despite the shoulder surgeries that he's having. Russell Westbrook's trade value, probably never higher after three straight triple-double seasons. Although, the contract is a little bit hefty, and there's I can imagine that not a lot of teams want to take that on. Jeremy Grant, I was under the impression for some reason that Jeremy Grant had two years left on his contract, or but it's not. It was a three-year deal, two years with an option. So essentially, Jeremy Grant, after this year can become an unrestricted free agent, so he has an expiring contract. And Jeremy Grant has done nothing but improve ever since he's been in the NBA. He's attractive to teams. Steven Adams is on a team-friendly contract. Dennis Schroeder, you've got all these guys. So many tradable assets that if you were going to pull the trigger and start over from not necessarily ground zero, but somewhere maybe ground level two or three, this would now be the time to do it. And you could simply you could simply explain to your fans that the that this had run its course, that the time with Russell Westbrook and Paul George had run its course, that the Thunder don't see any way right now of being able to compete, especially if Kevin Durant decides to come back to Golden State. Um, you could always make the case that with the Clippers getting better and that the Trailblazers being a young team, that it was just time to move on and get the rebuilding process started now because the quicker you get it started, the faster you can get up to a level or the expectations that Oklahoma City fans have met. And I I don't think it's a far-fetched idea. I don't see the Thunder doing it. To be quite honest, I don't see the Thunder doing that because the initial reaction, if you're just asking me, the initial reaction would be a lot of people not renewing their season tickets, or if they have already renewed their season tickets, maybe selling them off to the secondary market. I think there'd be a lot of fans uh, that would have a wait-and-see attitude, and for as dyed in the blue as some Thunder fans are, they've never really gone through a downtime where the organization has had to make such tough decisions and proven 
that they are in fact the second smallest media market in the in the in the NBA and this is what you have to do in order to make your organization better. It's scary, but it also illustrates where Oklahoma City is right now, which as I've said, the worst possible position you could be in as a team, which is right now you don't look like you're good enough to win a championship, but you're not bad enough to really build through the draft. So you have to start making those tough decisions. And it's not necessarily tanking as much as it is building for the future. And I think the NBA with this current draft and the way things played out in the lottery would be discouraging you from trying to tank. And I think that's something that Sam Presti's smart enough to know and and not at least go down that road. But it's something for them to consider. I doubt they do it. And I get the feeling that all in all, when we start this season this year, Um, As much as I want to say we're going to see a different-looking Oklahoma City Thunder team, I get the feeling it's a lot of status quo when the season starts this year, which means Billy Donovan's back, Paul George, Russell Westbrook, Stephen Adams, Jeremy Grant. And if we do see changes, instead of them happening at the beginning of the year, if this team is underperforming, you start to see them at the trade deadline, and then we'll have a truer indication of what direction this organization is going to lean. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G., We'll wrap things up talking about Kevin Durant's legacy or lack thereof. Don't forget to download the Himalaya app to your phone. It's easy to do so. All you got to do is go to either the, what is it, the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store. Download the Himalaya app to your phone. Then when you get into your car, tell your smart device to play the Locked on Thunder podcast. It's all part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Available on Google Podcast, Apple Podcast and Spotify. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Wrapping things up today here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. If you haven't seen TV today, Rich Kleiman, Kevin Durant's agent, is saying that Kevin Durant right now does not know what he's going to do or at least has not informed him of what he's going to do. I'm going to call BS. I'm going to call BS on that. Rich and Kevin have been talking about this all season long. Kevin Durant has a plan. He knows what teams he's willing to listen to and where Kevin Durant is going to go. However... What Kevin Durant is truly considering here, and this is so amazing when you think about it, is how he can fully submit his legacy. Because his legacy has been done irreputable damage right now by Golden State without him sweeping the Portland Trailblazers. By doing that, Portland... Look, Golden State has already proven they can win without Kevin Durant and they can win with Steph Curry witnessing the record without Kevin and Steph in the lineup. But now you've done it in the playoffs and there is a chance, depending on how bad this calf injury is for Kevin Durant, that GSW could go into the finals with Milwaukee or Toronto. They're going to have plenty of time to rest and still win that series and win it very, very convincingly. So what does that do for Kevin Durant? Well, it just further cements anybody who wants to make the argument 
that he couldn't do without Steph, that he needed help, that he couldn't win it on his own, and now he has to go find a team where he can win a championship on his own. And what's so funny, and actually, I guess it's not funny, but what I'd like to tell you, and it's not 100% the truth, that had Kevin Durant just stayed in Oklahoma City, even if he hadn't won a championship, that people would hold him as not only one of the best players in the NBA, but he would be praised for his loyalty, but that's also not true. Kevin Durant was caught in a catch-22 his final year in Oklahoma City, meaning this. If Kevin Durant had stayed, people would have praised him for staying and showing loyalty to a small market and staying in Oklahoma City and not wanting to join a team that just beat them after OKC had blown a three-games-to-one lead. However, if Kevin Durant had stayed here the rest of his career, got his banner hung in the rafters, or his jersey hung in the rafters, and never won a championship, all the people that for some reason we take what they say is salt, the Stephen A. Smith, the Zach Lowe's, uh, the Bill Simmons of the world, like all, all these all these NBA, uh, just everybody who speaks NBA and has either ESPN attached to their name or The Athletic or some sort of reputable blog, they would have killed Kevin Durant for not leaving, for not winning a championship, and therefore they could not put him as one of the greatest players in the world because he didn't have a ring, because we put so much emphasis on winning a championship, which is BS to me. I think you do with the best you can, and the championship isn't solely on you. It's on the people who are running the team, and if they can't put the right people around you, that's not your fault. You just wanted to play here and win one for the city, and I don't see why you should be killed for that. But that's the way it would have gone for Kevin Durant. So he had two choices to make. Go to Golden State, where it was almost assured, all but assured, that if he went there, he was going to win multiple championships. Stay here in Oklahoma City, possibly not win one, possibly see Russell Westbrook leave. Uh, but who knows who would have come into play with, with KD had Russell left. And be in a town where it's already been proven that free agents are hard to come by. So what were you supposed to do? What were you supposed to do if you were Kevin Durant? And now that he has made that decision, there are people still killing him for it. I'm one of them. And now he's going to make another decision. And what happens if Kevin Durant goes to New York and doesn't win a championship? Or goes to the Clippers and doesn't win a championship? His reputation can never fully be cemented for him to be what he wants to be, which is thought of in the same vein as a Michael Jordan, a LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, one of those players. It just can't happen unless he goes someplace completely on his own and wins a championship without the aid of another superstar, which I don't know if you can do in the NBA. I don't know if you can win an NBA championship with just one superstar. In fact, I don't think you can. I think you have to have at least two in order to win and then a third guy that knows his role. But I also think that this whole situation makes Draymond Green look weak for calling him in the parking lot and telling Kevin Durant, we need you to win, when that wasn't true. It makes Steve Kerr look weak. It makes Golden State look weak because obviously they didn't need him. And it would have taken a lot more balls to just say, look, we don't need that guy. We've already beat him. We don't need him, we don't want him, and slam the door at his face, but they chose not to do that. And now, for some reason, Draymond and Steph and everybody else gets a pass for winning without Kevin Durant, but I think they're just as much to blame for Kevin Durant's downfall as he is to blame 
for his downfall. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. We are done today. We will be back tomorrow. Um, hopefully, we'll talk a little bit more about the Bucks and the Raptors, and uh, maybe there'll be some more news about Oklahoma City. Uh, taking a look at the All-NBA team, etc. It's all right here on the Locked on Thunder podcast, your team every day. May God bless you and your family. Everybody love everybody. Peace, love, and thunder up. You are Locked on Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.